Next on BYU Sports Nation, a Halloween edition. Should BYU fans be scared of Middle Tennessee? Bronco Mendenhall tells Spencer Linton he doesn't know what to expect from his team on Saturday. And Harvey Unga joins us as well. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Jerem Jordan and Brian Logan. Get it up! Happy Halloween, everybody. Whether you love it or not, I don't, personally don't really like it, but I'm glad that all of you do, maybe. <laughs> BYU, Sports, <laughs> BYU Sports Nation is live, presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Do you like Halloween, Brian? Uh, it's all right. I like it for the candy. I yeah. Mean, oh, the I candy. Mean, yeah. Totally. I, 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 totally. I, I think that was probably the biggest joy that I had when I had my son. Was like, yes, I have an excuse to steal candy now. Steal? I'm like, hey, hey, don't like get, he's not looking and one. you're grabbing his candy. Go, go, go up there. Get it. <laughs> you know, I was sad. I was sad though. I told this story earlier. I was sad because my my son, he's 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 over in Missouri. Uh, with my in-laws, and we had Layton, what's up, man? We had a plan. We had the amazing plan with, with Alani Fua and his two sons. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were going to be uh, the Hulk and uh, Captain America. Scott Arlano and, and his son, his son was going to be uh, Thor, and his daughter was going to be the Black Widow uh, mm-hmm. from the Avengers. And then my son, was gonna be, my son was going to be um, uh, Iron Man. And so he, you know, he kind of messed it up. I blame him because he's, you know, he's he's over in, in Missouri. That's so we sort can't of fits do it. Iron Man though. He kind of just flies in when he wants. Yeah, right. He, you're right. You're right. But that does fit. I was I was excited because I was like, man, we got little baby Avengers rocking around here. It's gonna be exciting. I'm taking everybody's candy when I'm w- not looking. <laughs> I want to say there's nothing better than stealing candy from a baby. Uh, <laughs> I have a 17th month old. You better believe we're going to go around and have oh, her yes. trick or treat. She has yes. no idea. She the no. only word she says is no. <laughs> No! Up! Up! Get more! Please! Please! Yeah, Yeah, you just gotta take off. It's gonna be a great night. I used to think that trick or treating went deep into the night, too, like till nine or ten. No, it's like a five to eight kind of deal. Yeah. If anyone comes to my door after like eight. What? Hey! Hey! Broom and stuff. Get out of here! Yeah, I I think I'm gonna put the note on the door. Sorry, we don't celebrate Halloween. Sorry. They'll, they'll come here. At, at that point, At yes. that point, yeah. Sun goes down. Yeah, at over. that point, yeah. Speaking of, join our conversation 24-7 using the hashtag BYUSN with today's Twitter question, which is, who is the scariest BYU player of all time? Ooh, we have some good. We have some good answers so far. Uh, some Rob Morris mentions. Ooh, okay. Uh, okay. Some Kurt Govea mentions. We'll get to those in a bit. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Scariest player of all time. I'm going to have to think about that. For me, for me, I would say like, on, like on you the, could joke like negative, you know, with that. But, right? Yeah, you but, could. I, you know, with me, I would say on the field would be Manasi, and I, I, Manasi I told, Tonga. Manasi Tonga, I, and I said the story before when he smacked the living daylights out of Scott Johnson, and Scott Johnson was knocked out for like three days mm-hmm. on a concussion. So that's on the field, but off the field, it would have to be Brandon Ogletree. He is crazy. I've heard this. when you when you when you don't even and at that time when I was playing he was just starting to get into the rotation so it wasn't a starter didn't have a really prominent role special teams guy he would just his head no helmet his head in the locker bleed and then yeah let's go I'm like dude we have 45 minutes left before we warm up and like then, we don't even got pads on yet dude it's, it's Tuesday and you're bleeding on Man. your head what's going on and then and then you got to run away from him during warmups because he'll grab he'll grab your helmet your face mask and boom smack it against yours like get, you're not fired up get fired up I'm like no I have a concussion now I can't play 
Please, please <laughs> run away. And you're literally scared. You're running from your life. Get away from Brandon. Get away. That is nuts. Yeah. And I'm glad uh, that he's not here today. Yes, true. Uh, in this room. True. BYU could yeah. use him at linebacker today. That's for yes, sure. Yes, they, they do need Brandon. BYU Sports Nation is simulcast in Radio Vision on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Rise and shout. It's a Halloween edition of What's Trending. What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation. Topic one. Cause for concern. It's Halloween and I'm scared. But not because the kids are going to come to my house after 8 o'clock or the costumes or anything like that. I, I, at the beginning of this week and coming into today, I would say I was concerned about the state of BYU football yep. going into the game against Middle Tennessee. After listening to Bronco Mendenhall's conversation with Spencer, uh, Spencer Mendenhall, with Spencer <laughs> Linton, I am very concerned. Yes. We are going to play that interview coming up in 15 minutes. We'll play a couple sound bites here in just a second. I am very concerned because BYU is in a weird place right now, in a really weird place. Obviously, they've lost four games. It's bigger than that right now. Well, well, to me, I mean, you you came in with with somewhat concerns. I I came in really concerned. I mean, even even in, in AFR, I I predicted. Don't get mad at me. Don't get mad at me. Don't judge me. I predicted that they were going to to lose. You that, know? BYU that, that BYU would lose. That BYU would lose. Wow. And and but the reason why it was this, it wasn't. It didn't have to do anything with talent. Or anything like that. When, but when, I, when we heard last week that Coach Mendenhall was going to take over the defense, I was like, whoa, yes, this is happening again. 2010, we're going to be fired up. We're going to be juiced. We're going to come out. We're going to win. But I didn't see a desire to even compete. And, that's, that, and, that, and, and that, that is the scary part. That is the scary part right there is the, the will to, the desire to compete. And so when I didn't see that with a spark, a shakeup, a change with Coach Mendenhall t- you know, taking over, I was like, wow, there is some deeper issues here. And, you know, can't really pinpoint him yet. I can only assume as a, as a former player. But I'm like, wow, mom. Wow. It's OMG. A, something, there's, something, there's something up here. It's, BYU's in a tough spot. They certainly are. They lost four games in a row. They need to rally. And they need to win against Middle Tennessee. But, it, but the scary part is not necessarily the four-game losing streak. It's a little bigger than that. Let's hear our first soundbite from Bronco Mendenhall, who says, this team needs a transformation. This team really needs that transformation from the inside out, meaning that um, there is some youth, there have been some injuries. Uh, none of that really uh, matters. What matters is what each of us will do with the circumstances we're given to promote change. And that's the only thing you can control is what you do in the situation you're in, right? right. But what transformation from within is the alluding to in your opinion Brian you know it, it goes back again to just the desire and the will to and, the, and, and just wanting to play wanting to be out on that field uh, I mean you look at 2010 and we had the desire to want to go out and play and, and to win games we didn't have that confidence so he gave us that confidence this this year is different because guys have that confidence you can kind of see you you hear stories about swag swagoo and all that the guys are confident in their confident in their ability but you don't really see that desire you don't see that effort i mean guys are just floating around yada 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 and do i really want to be here do i not that's that's just the attitude that's how it looks like in their play you again you look at guys like Jamal and Fred Warner those are the only guys that you look that, that you can see that had that desire that want to play i mean put that extra put that extra work in that film work in you know do whatever you need to do to to take advantage right of the situation that you are in and so be grateful that you have a scholarship that you can play at this university. And the concern is that BYU is at this point with 
a third of the season left. It's not like this is the final regular season game or two. There are four games left. You can still go to a bowl game. But because right. BYU started so high, they've come down so low. That's a, that's a huge part of it. So what does Bronco Mendenhall expect to see from his team this Saturday? I would love um, to have a team that's committed, optimistic, hopeful, united, and disciplined and execution sound. That's what I'm hopeful for. Um, I won't know really until we yeah. run out. Yeah, um, hard maybe, to know. Maybe, maybe I wouldn't. I won't know when we run out. I won't know maybe till we play. Um, that's what I hope to see. That is scary. That, that really is scary. And I, and to me, BYU has yet to win a game without Taysom Hill in the game for BYU. The Cougars still need to figure out who they are. And when they lost at UCF, I think that was a really tough loss because they gave it everything they had and still lost. Forced overtime, played a, a pretty good game there. And yeah. then it continues after that with a couple of losses. Obviously, Nevada, BYU puts, has a great offensive showing, gave yep. up too many points, turned it over. And then Boise State happened. BYU's in a rut. Luckily, yeah. luckily the... Uh, you know, if, if BYU stalled in, in a rut, uh, you know, in winter in their snow, like, the snow has dissipated. It's melted because it's Middle Tennessee. But right. still, BYU is in a place where I am, I am concerned that a loss is a possibility tomorrow. Yeah, the, the biggest concern to me about that, that bite, when, when, when Bronco said, I hope, and, you know, there's a lot of – you could use hope in a lot of different, you know, contexts. The audacity right? of hope. Right, right. But that, that hope was like me saying, I – I hope I I hope I wake up tomorrow and I'm six foot two. <laughs> that's that is that's, that is less likely. That's but less yes. likely, right? It's less <laughs> likely, and that's to me was the type of hope that he said. You know, I hope our team comes out united and unified. I I hope they come out and play a good game and have a desire to win. And it's like, what? Why I, is it that way, man? I heard a couple words there that yeah, and you quoted Bronkman and all that concerned me. It used to be we the team. This is how the rhetoric has changed yeah. this season. This is what happens when you lose four. We the team. Then it was us the coaches. Then it was they the players. Mm-hmm. And now it's, it's a lot of they. Uh, th- there comes a point, maybe as a coach, where you go, you know what? We've done what we can with this group, and now it's on them. And then the Boise State game happened, and it's like, well, what do we do? How, why would things be better this week for BYU? I mean, they just have to play a game and win. That's the only way they get out of this to me. Because yeah. we saw Michael Elise's game face last week. He was yeah. in the zone. They were focused. They were ready. But then that happened. Yeah. It'd be, t- it'd be tough to get up to the same degree that you were a couple weeks ago, be motivated, do your job. They're still on scholarship. They're playing for the, the pride of the stretch fly, all of that. I realize that. But th- that's tough. BYU needs a win. BYU needs a win. In fact, what would it mean? If BYU got the win tomorrow to Bronco Minnehill? I think it would um, provide a different sense of what they're capable of, um, return them to link, linking how they played early, um, and even in some of the losses, how close they were to how it can finish. And they're getting close to the point where they need demonstrated proof um, that their efforts will pay off. Of course they need demonstrated proof. Yes. I know BYU's love language now after that soundbite. <laughs> it's validation. Yes, and because validation. It's, and because it's football, you throw in physical touch as well. That's BYU's hate language <laughs> as well. BYU, BYU needs to win tomorrow. I, like I thought, yeah, BYU will win for sure. BYU needs they, they, it bad they, tomorrow. They have, they have to win. I, I, the, the biggest thing is, like, like, like he said, is proof. Proof that, hey, my system 
It works. My, my effort. My, it, you know, my, it, the, I'm talking as, as Coach Mendenhall yes, now. Yes. My system that I said is perfect, it is perfect. By, it, the, the, he said the, phenomenal. Phenomenal. He didn't use the word perfect. Phenomenal. It's, it's phenomenal. It works. But you know what? You guys as players, you have to buy in to this program. You have to buy into what this Y stands for. You have to put in that extra work. They need What Coach Mendenhall is saying is, they need to understand if they followed my formula of success, uh, or if they follow my my formula here, they will be successful. And so he's saying, "Hey guys, if you do all the things that I ask you to do, if that's more film study, uh, if that's being united as a team, uh, if that's putting in extra time uh, after practice, whatever you need to do, if you can do those things, you will come out on Saturday and you will win. And you know what? When you win, I'm going to look at you and say, see." I told you so. I told you so. I told you. And then hopefully the rhetoric becomes we, because that's what it is. I I don't like the they, you know, uh, us, the coaching side. We. It's it's BYU. We are BYU. That kind of mentality. And then the players say, oh, snap, crackle, and pop. He was right. That old man, Rice right, that old man right there that has been coaching for, He's you know, 20-something years. He's kind of old, man. He's a little bit. He's getting a little bit of wrinkles. No, he, no, he's looks, he, He's good. He's good. He looks good. Look, he was right. He was right. And as young guys, it's kind of hard. You know how it was when when your parents say, "Hey, don't do this." I've been down that road before. You're gonna get in trouble, and then you do, it and you're like, "Oh, snap!" I just, I just never did it. Sorry, I should have listened. Oh, <laughs> so you were good. You were good, man. Of I was course, bad. of course not. You're golden, chi- golden child. Yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, it's been a long time since BYU's lost five in a row, which brings us to the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. 44. Yeah, that's old. It's been 44 years since BYU football lost five games in a row. 1970. Ooh, man. I don't see it happening tomorrow. There's more of a concern on my end, but I I don't see it happening tomorrow. I'm happy we didn't do that. <laughs> that that's right. Nice we job. Weren't the, we weren't you're those guys. You are the last four game winter. You guys lost don't be it. those guys. Let's get to our Twitter question. Who's the scariest BYU player of all time? It's winter time. At Jared Whittle bringing the snark. Jay Keeps. <laughs> At, your, your former teammate. At Eric Biggert. I can only speak for my generation, but I saw Fui Vakapuna at Jamba Juice one day, and I was still terrified. And I'm still terrified of him. I'm scared of Fui too. I tried to sneak in the other day to the to the to the film yeah. while, in, the, in the in the offices and while the guys were watching film and I saw him and I was like, oh yeah, I'm turning around. I'm going the other way. He, he's intimidated. <laughs> those eyes, man. How do you want to Flames deal with Flames in those eyes. Keep the tweets coming using the hashtag BYUSN. Keeps isn't scary. You heard some of what Bronco had to say to Spencer. Next, see the face. interview as we go BYU Maybe football all access chin. with Bronco Mendenhall. Happy Halloween. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Follow the show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. Tomorrow, countdown to kickoff is live at 2.30 Eastern time as we get you set for BYU in Middle Tennessee. Dave McCann, Blaine Fowler, Brian Logan, David Nixon in Provo. Spencer Linton on his way right now to the thriving metropolis of Murfreesboro, Tennessee. He'll be live on the field giving us reports. That's 2.30 Eastern time. Tomorrow, and Jaron will be behind the scenes with all of the TVs. I just, I just make sure nothing ears. messes up. That's all. Wrap that's, it up. That's my. Stop yeah. talking about yourself, Brian. <laughs> stop talking about yourself. Go that, next, next. All right, cut him off. Next Turn is what off. I literally say into your <laughs> Turn ears. Turn his mic off. All right, no, enough. he says all those things. That's what he says. Don't cut, let him fool you. Cut peoples. his mic. Don't let him fool you, peoples. Cut his mic. Hey, I had a thought. 
What if I passed out Gushers for Halloween tonight? Mm. I think people would appreciate that. I, my wife would be kind of like, I, if I was a kid, I would like change real fast. Like, hey, switch masks with me. Switch masks. Give me a mask. Wait, so are you, you going to be, since Layton's in Missouri, are you, are you just sitting there by yourself tonight handing out candy? I don't know, man. Me and my wife talked about going to see like a scary movie or something, like a date night. But I kind of want to go Oh, your go wife's with, in town. Yeah, my wife's in town. Oh, okay, okay. I kind of want to go, I still want to go with, with Alani and Scott. <laughs> That would be awesome. But I can't, Maybe though, you could be, be Iron gone. Man. Well, they're going to be gone, obviously, right? But obviously, they're wives. Yeah, they're flying there, too. Yeah, but they're wives, okay. though. Um, so when their kids go, I could, like, you know, hold their hands and go up with them. You, and, you know, yeah. You could be Samuel Jackson's character. Yes, I can. With the, with the Avengers. Yeah, I can be. They need a leader. They yeah. need a guy. Yeah. Uh, who's the scariest BYU player of all time? That's our Twitter question. At Cameron MVM. Jim McMahon still haunting BYU in 2014. He was he was scary good though. Yeah, that was like in a good way. Scary good. Yeah, scary for for the the opposing team. Yeah. What's Samuel Jackson's character in the Avengers? I can't remember his name. Uh, I don't know, but that would Nick Fury. Fury. That, I yeah, would, I I didn't hear that in my ear. That was just totally off the top of my head. I wouldn't have to do anything really. Just get a patch. Oh my hair! I can't shave my hair, man. I can't do that. Can't uh, like do... a bald cap. Oh, I could do a bald. Can do cap, a bald yeah. cap. Yeah, I can yeah. do a bald cap. I could do that. We played a couple sound bites uh, in the first segment from Bronco Mendenhall. That's from yesterday afternoon's conversation from Spencer Linton with the head coach. We teased it earlier in the show. It's, it's very telling of where BYU's at right now. See it for yourself. This is BYU Football All Access with Bronco Mendenhall. Given everything that's happened, uh, the 4-0 starting now, four straight losses, what would a win this week mm. mean to BYU football? Oh, I'm not sure to BYU football, but to this team, it, I think it would um, provide a different sense of what they're capable of. Um, return them to link, linking how they played early, um, and even in some of the losses, how close they were to how it can finish. How has the morale been among the team during practice this week leading up to Middle Tennessee? For the most part, um, strong. I can't say there haven't been dips. I can't say there haven't been things I've been fr- I haven't been frustrated with. Um, for the most part, they are resilient. For the most part, they're hopeful. For the most part, they're working hard. Um, and for the most part, they need success. It's a very select group that can understand what a head, co- head coach goes through and, and the pressure and the stress and the heartache that come uh, with a, a tough losing streak like this. What is it like for you right mm-hmm. now handling the pressure of, of what's happening? It, it's, it's difficult for anyone. Um, I love working with our players. I love practice. I love seeing growth and development. That inspires me, that motivates me, that gives me purpose, um, and so I love that part of it. Um, but I also have learned a lot of who are the true supporters of myself and the program, and and really who aren't. And that's been very helpful to me. Um, now that there's a difficult time, regardless of the previous nine years, there's, it's been really helpful to me to now really see um, who is with us and who's mm. not. And and that's been enlightening, um, and and it's been helpful to both Holly and I. Across BYU Sports Nation, I'm hearing reports uh, from the play-by-play guy at Middle Tennessee and from their head coach, Rick Stockstill, that uh, the BYU fans are, are apparently going to show up in droves, mm-hmm. seven to 10,000 expected thus far, if not more. What does that mean to you to hear that when you go to a remote part of the country that uh, your fans are still behind you? It, it is so refreshing. Um, our team is actually anxious to leave state. Um, and when we play out of state, man, the, the people that come 
they are so thrilled to see the team. They're so thrilled to have interaction with the team. They're so, so thrilled and genuine about their support. Um, and they, they love the interaction at the firesides, and usually the buildings are packed. And it's fun for our players to truly be rewarded and recognized for their work they're putting in. And again, it's refreshing, it's uplifting, it's an amazing experience, and our players love it. And, and our coaches love it. And there's a lot that can be learned about maybe support for any team yeah. um, that um, has an experience like that. On paper, Middle Tennessee is a little bit undersized um, and they're very complimentary of your team. But they seem to be uh, a program that is on the rise, that is consistently building. They went to a bowl game last year, look poised to go to another bowl game this year. What challenges will they present to you? Oh, they're winning. They're 5-3, and three and they have enough athletes, and they have a good enough program, and they are a consistent bowl team. Um, so really, I would love to talk more about Middle Tennessee. Um, I think they're a good program, and this really has nothing to do with Middle Tennessee and it didn't have much to do with Boise, and it didn't have much to do with Nevada, and yeah. it didn't have much to do with whomever else, Central Florida. This is really only about our program, our team, our players, and them reaching their potential and deciding to reach their potential. And that's um, what coaches lose sleep over is trying to help them do that. Sure. What kind of a team do you expect to run out of the tunnel at uh, Johnny Red Floyd Stadium in Murfreesboro? I would love... Um, to have a team that's committed, optimistic, hopeful, united, and disciplined and execution sound. That's what I'm hopeful for. Um, I won't know really until we yeah. run out. Yeah, um, hard maybe, to know. Maybe, maybe I, wouldn't, I won't know when we run out. I won't know maybe until we play. Um, that's what I hope to see. Are you energized about the opportunity that lies in front of you this week? Sure. I, um, I consider myself a resilient person. I consider myself an optimistic person. Um, and, man, I, I, I don't know um, defeat. I don't know failure. I don't know lack of success. That's not really, has, that's really never been part of not only my track record, um, but really individually. There have been tough setbacks that mm -hmm. are great learning experiences. This is one. Um, whatever the outcome, it will end up being very positive for myself, for this program, and for our staff. Um, my hope is it's this year. There are a number of players uh, that have voiced their support for you and, and for the program and mentioned that it's about standing on the shoulders of those that came before them and, yeah. and paving the way for those that, that come in yeah. front. The stretch why is a lot more than just this oh, Saturday man. game. It, it, it is. And um, the coolest thing that's happened, again, has been um, those really special few um, outside the program that have shown amazing support to myself and Holly but um, the former players, when, when they text and email, it's so much fun for me to think about their names and faces and to hear their support for not only myself but our team. Um, and then I want this team to have success so much to, um, to build on and to, in gratitude, show thanks for what those guys did. And, and I want both. Uh, I want the former players to say, man, we know this works, and so you guys do your part and say they're pulling for me to help them do that. But I also want this team to work hard enough to be one of um, the group that's come before them. And you kind of have to earn your way. You don't just do it when you're on the team. You actually have to have um, and perform in a manner that represents uh, BYU football. Last thing I want to ask you is uh, the youth movement saw 
some flashes of brilliance uh, from Sione Takitaki mm-hmm. against UCF and the games after that, and and Fred Warner with uh, really it was like seeing Kyle Van Noy again mm-hmm. uh, with that pick six against Boise State. How has this been a great opportunity for the for the youth to get involved now, and how will this build in the future? That, that's really, if I were to say today, one of the things that I underestimated going back nine weeks ago because the defense has been so strong for so long um, that we just, no, I just believed the next guys, almost regardless of who they were within the system, it would just be the same. Um, going against uh, Middle Tennessee this week, we will start eight, for eight first-time starters for this Wow. Year. So eight of the 11, that doesn't mean this game. That means this season there's eight new starters. And But I really believed um, that with the system, with the training, they would just step in. And uh, But what I've learned is they are continuing to learn how to prepare. They're continuing to learn um, how to be really precise in what they do. And so when you talk about Fred and Sione, um, in the midst of possibly sacking a quarterback or intercepting a touchdown, there's probably an assignment or two or three or five um, that aren't right. And so you see flashes of capability, um, but behind the scenes, um, whether it be in the classroom um, or um, possibly for meetings, consistency and growth and maturity, um, the way they're playing is the way that they're currently ready to live. BYU football all access with Bronco Mendenhall. Are you more or less concerned after watching that interview, Brian? I think... I think I'm still. I think that gives me confirmation. I mean, of con, of, of great concern. Of, of great concern. Yes. Mm. Be, you know, like like I said, after watching that game uh, on uh, the Boise game and not seeing guys show up and and really not seeing that effort, that desire. Biggest thing again, like I said yesterday, Fred Warner getting that pick six. Nobody there to celebrate with the what in the world? That was, why? That's a great point. I Man, like what you said. why? Anyway. Uh, that, that and then, and then hearing what he just said just now, yeah, that that confirms it. We're on the same page, coach. Something that is really interesting that stuck out to me was, I thought it was just always the next guy up. Coach Mendenhall said, yes, "Yes, you know, and and that's how it's always been with with BYU football. You look at the past couple of years, especially with the linebacking core, how you you had guys like Wani Unga go down, and the next guy was up." And you know, Iunga came in and had a great senior season. Where was he before that? Right. He was buried. Right, exactly. It's, all, it's always been that way. And, and what does that show you? I think that is proof to fans that he, he had, there was something to that comment, that statement of the system is phenomenal. The system works. It's just the next guy up. It's, I, it's, I, this has been working for the past, you know, 10 years. And, and it has not worked. Uh, this season on defense. Even in wins, BYU at times struggled, gave up a lot of points, and then eventually, no Taysom Hill, now you've lost the offense and you start losing. That was the thing that stuck out to me as well is, hey, and and here's the overarching uh, overarching message. Our guys haven't been good enough to be able to win these games. That much is obvious. Yeah, it's is it all on coaching or a coach? Is it all on players or a player? No, it's bigger than Taysom Hill's injury. It really is. It's way bigger. Taysom Hill is the leader, yeah. and we have there is not another guy even close to that kind of leadership. That's that's the biggest thing I think that these guys are missing is is just that bark. You know, there's guys like like Craig Bills and, and Bronson Kafusi that are leaders, you know, by by their play on the field leaders. But when you talk about off the field leaders and and leaders that are going to get up in your face, accountability. And, and, yes, grab you by the face mask and say, "Hey, turn this around. Come on, let's go. Let's get it." 
I don't, I don't see that. And that, that's my biggest concern when it comes to, to leadership. Somebody step up. That's somebody very yell at somebody. And it's got, it's Make got, somebody cry. And it's got to happen soon. What does Harvey Unga think of the state of BYU football right now? He joins us next. This is Bronco Mendenhall, and you are in BYU Sports Nation. The head ball coach of BYU football. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Coming up tomorrow, men's basketball plays someone not named BYU, named the Colorado School of Mines. Not 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 mines like brain. Not mimes. I'm still confused. Like, mines. Why, why would you make your? Why Mas- would you name yourself that? Mascot or diggers? Like the found- the Colorado School of Mines or diggers. Founding- that's a real like thing, and that's tomorrow night. 9 Eastern J- time. Was that a JC first? first? They come with pick in hand. They're ready to rock. 9 Eastern time tomorrow night on BYU TV. Resetting uh, some of today's trending topics. Men's hoops tomorrow. Should mention women's volleyball. Lost in three for the first time all year last Man, night. Man, that was kind of sad. Uh, against Santa Clara. And then women's soccer tied with St. Mary's. So they had an 11-game win streak. And then they are, it's now an unbeaten streak because they didn't lose. They tied. If women's that, soccer, is that what you call it? Is that what it's yes, called? Yes, that's what it's called. Unbeaten. unbeaten. Mm-hmm. Because you haven't lost as opposed to just winning. See, this, this, see, so far, I was excited about soccer. And then a tie like this happens, and then Dude, it's a tie, and oh, it's like, now it goes back down. I took, no, I took, come on. I took one step forward, now I'm taking two steps back. Listen. Like, it, why is there a tie? Like, if, why? When they beat Pacific tomorrow, they win the WCC title for the third year in a row and go to the NCAA. You don't tournament. play sports, though, to, like, tie. Like, anything com- competitive-wise, like, with Uno, when I play my wife in Uno, like, I'm not playing a tie. Like, I'm going to win. I want to win. And that is the great conundrum of soccer. I'm just saying. Awkward transition now <laughs> to Harvey Unga, who now joins the program, the Harvey! all-time leading rusher for BYU, a great soccer player in his own right. No, I, just, I have no idea. No. Harvey. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Let's Rugby, get to the soccer, all that. Let's not bury the lead. What are your kids for Halloween tonight? Um, so my son's Jack Frost from Rise of the Guardian. Oh, yeah. And then um, my uh, my daughter, we, we we took her to the uh, Dollar Movies the other day and watched uh, Hotel Transylvania. Nice, and, love uh, that. She became a fan of Mavis, the girl vampire. Mm. So she, she's going with the vampire look this year. Nice, nice. It, it's nice. only a matter of time before she tries and reads Twilight. Right. We we <laughs> I asked you I asked you about your son being taller than me. So we know your son is taller than me. Is your is your daughter almost taller than me? <laughs> um, you know, surprisingly, she's about. Maybe an inch shorter than Jackson is, so she's not far behind him. Nice. But she weighs more than he does. So, wow. Wow. Kind of, yeah, they've got a tall mom, six two, right? True. Yes. True. Yeah. Yes. yes. Harvey Yunga is on. She's like six foot. She's six oh, foot. Six foot? If you say six two, they put me down as six foot in the books at BYU. So, oh gee, you know, I can't. Dude, it's like, it's 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 embarrassing when you have. You know, Harvey and his wife, and you have Brandon Bradley and his wife, and then, like, I'm there, like, chilling with, like, having barbecues. I'm like, man, my boys are taller than me, and my boys' girls are taller than me. Like, this is kind of sad. Like, don't stand by me. That is sad. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, Harvey, we've been talking about kind of the state of BYU football right now. Four-game losing streak. Uh, People really anxious for a win tomorrow against Middle Tennessee. What, What do you expect from BYU tomorrow in the game? A freaking win! I'm praying for a win, and and I know these guys are capable of it. But it just, man, unfortunately, luck hasn't been running their way. Um, things just, you know, haven't been clicking on all cylinders defensively. Uh, but you know, hopefully, they they pull together, they rally around each other, and 
and you know make this uh, above 500 season because right now it's it's a little rough right now. Why do you think tomorrow could be different for BYU? Finally, get a win without Taysom Hill. Um, man, it's it's not good when it, you hesitate this long, Harvey. Well, <laughs> you know, to be honest, I'm not. I'm not. Well, I'm not thinking about Taysom Hill. To be honest, you know, when people sit there and, and worry about you know the season because of Taysom Hill, it, it's hard for them to. I don't know. I, I don't think of this as a Taysom Hill season. It's right now. I think defensively, we need to focus on that more than anything. Mm-hmm, yeah. Offensively, you know, we're putting up points. Um, we're you know we're moving the ball around. We're uh, total offense. Yeah, I think we're doing great. But defensively, I think we just we've been struggling. So if anything, I, I um, you know I, I trust Christian, and I I feel like he's he's doing a great job uh, in his role right now and what he's doing, but. Um, I don't know. It, it's so hard to say because I really feel we we should have won a few of those games that we lost. Yeah, there were some close ones for sure. Boise State, not close, but kind of the end of the road there. The only reason I bring up Taysom Hill is because BYU is yet to win without him. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm with you and 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 Brian. It starts with defense. It really does. Yeah, it it definitely does. And and, and I, I like what Coach Mendenhall tried to do, um, Harvey, last week with trying to take over the defense and and kind of yeah, really didn't yeah. work and. My biggest thing is is not seeing that desire and that that want to from the guys. You know, if you're if you're Coach Mendenhall and, and you're Coach Howe on the defensive side, how do you get you know light that fire back in those guys uh, with with such a disappointing season so far? Um, man, be you know you know just as well as I do. It, it, it's hard to do that if the guys don't want that. Um, and and to be a coach and, and try to do that, it, it's. It, it's honestly dang near impossible if, if they, like I said, if the guys don't want it. So for them to try to generate some sort of momentum, some sort of swing, really it, it boils down to those guys just making plays on the field and, and building from there. Because right now it's, I mean, they're in the slums, let's be honest. They, these guys, are they're frustrated, they're mad. Um, things just haven't been going their way. Um, and, and I think when... I don't know when things start to turn around defensively and and they get lucky breaks here and there um and then you know they execute the defense how they're supposed to um really then I feel like they'll start to buy into it the coaches don't have to be the rah rah coach or whatever um to try to get them motivated I think it starts to genuinely build inside of them themselves and then you know it shows that on the field after that but um I don't know, man. You, you know how it is. It, it's hard if things aren't going right. Even if a coach wants to be that cheerleader out there, it, it's still hard for guys to really believe in themselves if if things aren't going their way. Yeah, I've always I've always said the same thing. You know, it's it's really hard if if, if the coaches have done everything they can. Really, you got to put it on the players. And yeah. and I remember there were some times in in 2009 when when we played, and we've had some some disappointing losses to. You know Florida State and and TCU. I think I remember TCU was was a big turnaround for us, and there was really no coaches giving us pep talks or or motivating us. It was you know you guys, you know you Max, Scott Johnson, Dennis Pitta that that turned it around. But I don't really see that with these guys. Do you see anybody yeah. that can emerge as that leader that doesn't need to to get the okay from Coach Mendenhall? Doesn't need Coach Mendenhall to bring him to their office, and they could just do it on their own. I feel like they've got those guys. I mean, you, you take a kid like Jamal, 
who I know we keep saying, oh, he's so young and this and that, but really think about it. The kid's a, he's a junior this year. He's a junior and a half. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So, so in in my perspective, I think unfortunately we've put this bubble around him, like, oh, he's too young. He's only this many years old, whatever. But in reality, the the kid has been off the field when he's out there. So, yeah. you know, take it from a guy like Jamal or um, defensively, like who doesn't look up to Craig Bills? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like whether he's on the field or off the field, I, I think he still has an impact on the team. Um, as well as Taysom, um, and then even a guy like Bronson, who whom is a phenomenal athlete. The, the kid's a stud. Um, unfortunately, has, has been a little quiet recently. Mm-hmm. But you can you can take guys like that and 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 help them grow and help you know build their confidence. And and when those type of players have confidence in themselves and play, you know the the, the way that we know that they can play and the way that they know they can play. It, it totally changes momentum, like you said. Because to be honest, we, Brian, you and I have been through this slump, and nothing against Coach Hill, but we have, you know, we have the same situation where we had a D coordinator who wasn't cutting it, yep. and it was on. Really, it was on us players to take it on ourselves to really change, you know, what we were doing wrong and 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 help each other out and build each other. Yeah. And, and so I'm hoping that these guys can, you know, find the same in themselves and and help each other out and and you know turn the season around, regardless of the coaching staff or whatever excuses that people want to come up with. Harvey Unga, the all-time leading rusher in BYU history, is on BYU Sports Nation. BYU two-thirds of the way uh, through the season, eight games in. At this point, can you do what you're talking about? Can BYU find a way to ignite themselves from the players? Yeah, no doubt. I mean, and, and this is, it's really random, but I, um, unfortunately I didn't, I didn't get to serve a mission. And and this is like I said, it's really random, but I'm sure those guys that have served missions have been through crap and have been through so much adversity while they were out there on their two year you know mission stuff yep. that they understand how to come back from adversity. They understand how to overcome um, you know trials and tribulations and and hard times. And so when when you got a bunch of guys that are that mature that have been through something like that, um, you know, use I, I would use those experiences to help the team grow, to help them overcome the slump that they're in, mm-hmm. um, and, and to be mature enough to, to take it on themselves instead of sit there and, and blame the coaches or or whomever they think is, is to blame, for that matter. Um, I totally think they can change things, and um, they're very, you know, they're very capable of it. They're all mature young men, and, um, it, you know, there's, there's still a good, good chunk of the season left to play. BYU had a players-only meeting last week, and Taysom Hill came into that meeting for the first time and embraced the team. And I'm, I'm wondering, you know, if motivationally uh, the BYU is in the right place. We heard from Michael Lisa. I, th- I was encouraged by all of that. Bronco Mendenhall took over the defense. BYU just wasn't good enough against Boise State. They just weren't, and sometimes that happens. But Middle Tennessee is not Boise State, and that's, that's the good news. I do want to mention this. When, when people talk about BYU's mission advantage, can, we, can BYU send out an official memo with letterhead right now that says, BYU's 4-4, four and four, has lost four in a row. What advantage is it? <laughs> what advantage is it? Because yeah, yeah. it's not working, if that's the case. But I think you're right, Harvey. There are, there are experiences you can draw on, but the, at the end of the day, BYU's going to have to be better than Middle Tennessee on the field. And they are right. on paper, but I, I, I'm concerned for tomorrow's game. Well, and, and 
I, I totally agree with you on that. But unfortunately, with, with some other teams, they're better than those other teams on paper. Yeah. But yeah. for some odd reason, those other teams seem to have just a record-breaking day or a career day for certain players. So um, you, you can sit there and look at the, the numbers and everything like that, but football is so it, – it's so unpredictable. You have no idea what's going to happen. And, that, you know, that's one of the great things about it is, you know, they, like I said, BYU could totally change things around, and luck may just swing their way these, you know, last couple games, um, or it may not. Un- unfortunately, that's how it goes. But you know, we'll we'll take it as it is, and and, and statistically, hopefully, you know, we uh, we take it to Middle Tennessee. But it's it's definitely you know obviously up to those guys that are playing on in the field to really come together and and change things around because. The coaches can only say so much and preach so much and coach so much. Um, but then, you know, the guys have to go out there and, and execute exactly what they're told to do and, and how to do it. And when it boils down to it, that's, you know, that's the name of the game. Those guys, those 11 guys are out there to play. Um, and the coaches only have so much control. Harvey Yunga, the all-time leading rusher in BYU history, is on BYU Sports Nation. What are the things that get you excited about this BYU football team and, and hopeful for the game tomorrow, Harvey? Well, like I said, you, you look at, I mean, for me, I'm obviously an offensive guy. I look at offensively, these, these guys have been putting up points. They've been putting up numbers, um, yards, and, and whatnot. So to me, you know, it's exciting to see that, that they're still keeping that tradition offensively to, to go out there and score points because in the past when we've gone through our slumps, I, it was frustrating because when I was out in Chicago, I'd look at the scoreboard and it was like three to zero or six to three or nine to three, and I was like, "This is not BYU. Like, this is not how we play ball." <laughs> right. Um, you know, defensively it was amazing because they were able to, you know, do something like that. But offensively, it sucked in. So now, like, you know, even though we're in a slump, it's nice to see that the offense is still clicking with a new quarterback. Um, you know, and, and that's that's something to build off of. But uh, defensively, I know these guys are capable of it. I, I know they're capable of getting things together and, and really, you know, playing the sound football that, that Coach Mendenhall has been coaching throughout the years. Um, you know, and, and Coach Mendenhall is a defensive genius. The dude is, is amazing at what he does. Um, so, you know, it's nice to see that he's taking over and doing what he has to do. Um, and, and I'm hoping that, you know, things will definitely turn around this game. But, like I said, this game's unpredictable, so who knows what's going to happen. Harvey, tell us uh, what you did or what you're doing uh, with Undrafted uh, on the NFL <laughs> Network. I, um, yeah, it's they, they're pretty much done filming and everything right now. But they, um, yeah, it was, it was a little mini series on the NFL Network. It's still going on right now. But they had followed us for a couple weeks, um, and then took a break and came back for a couple more weeks. Uh, really just kind of telling um, stories of different players that are trying to, you know, get their shot in the NFL and, and hopefully land somewhere and make it. Um, and I guess they felt inclined to share my story and uh, have have been less unfortunate to, you know, have that kind of exposure and stuff. So hopefully a, a team or a coach or GM or somebody, I don't know, will give me a shot or, or um, open their uh, – their hearts and stuff to, to my story and, and who knows give me give me a chance to, to play running back and, and do something in the league 
And I'll tweet a link out to a, a video of uh, undrafted with Harvey. And Harvey, let's end with this. Uh, still trying to make it in the league. Still, still waiting on a on a call. Yeah, you know, it, it's um, it's been a, a tough process. But what you just said right there has has kept me in the game. Um, fortunately, you know, phone calls are still coming. Uh, my agent's working hard, and, and um, that's that's really been the uh, the keeper for my wife and I. We uh, we both agreed that. When the phone calls stop coming in, then you know we'll we'll hang the cleats up. But um, fortunately, you know, calls have been coming in, and I've been able to to go out different places and get workouts and stuff. Um, so it's yeah, it, it's still out there for me. And, um, I still believe it's attainable, and, and uh, just you know, praying for that shot and waiting to see what's going to happen. Yes, play as long as you can. As long <laughs> as, trying, you, as you, you can. You don't want to. Be- the day you're relegated to our intramural flag football team is the day it's probably over. <laughs> the dream does. Hey, I remember when we came back, Harvey, and we we played, we played and and we lost, oh, yeah. and we kind of got mad, and you know uh, that was a funny, funny story and situation <laughs> with us. Oh man, I I, I loved an it. Intramurals, yeah, and, 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 and yeah, intramurals. Okay, and we lost, and there was a whole bunch of flags and wrong calls, and we were heated. Yeah. Oh, we were, I'd never see Harvey was red, man. You guys was, are competitive? I couldn't have re- told it. I couldn't have guessed that. He was red. We were like, all right. There's like five guys to hold him, like trying to tackle him. Stop. Calm down. Calm down. <laughs> Think about your son. <laughs> Think about it, your family. That's where it goes in the end. Yeah. Brian drew the line right there when he when he yelled out, Think about the family. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, yeah. It's intramural. Oh, yeah. Okay. I remember. I'm playing against a kid that looks like Jerem. Yeah. <laughs> Harvey, we appreciate the time. Uh, Great insight. Uh, you're a straight shooter. We hope you land a job. Uh, yes. Thank you, guys. Praying, appreciate praying it. for you. Harvey Unger. Appreciate it. What, what, is, what does he expect to see from BYU? A freaking win. Freaking win. Yeah. You know, it, I, I think that, that uh, says what BYU Sports Nation really wants this week. is let, Let's just win. I know yeah. stuff's happening. Just win, just win, baby. Is that a, from the Oakland Raiders? I shouldn't have said just that. Just huh? win. Just win, baby. I'm a Niners. Yeah. I'm a Niners fan. <laughs> yeah, the Raiders don't win though. Nope, never. They're the, they're never probably the they wrong ever. people to say just win. Baby, yeah, they right? can't ever say that. They can't <laughs> say win at all. Coming up, your tweets. Who's the scariest athlete in BYU history? Let's hear from you. Hashtag BYUSN. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Halloween today. Getting ready for November tomorrow. Wow. Man, Countdown to so kickoff fast. tomorrow, 2.30 Eastern time on BYU TV. We'll get you ready live Woo! in Provo and Murfreesboro. Don't miss it, 2.30 I'm excited about that. Eastern I'm about to bring time. some more dollar bills. No, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, was, I'm going to bring some gushers. That was awesome last week. <laughs> okay, we, I just saw one of the best tweets I've ever seen in my entire life. Uh, Jordan Leslie just tweeted this out, at JLess9. We retweeted it, BYU Sports Nation. It's a picture of the best Halloween costume ever. Okay, So it's, it's the Sandlot. It's those guys, Benny the Jet, that whole crew. Right, squints, <laughs> squints, all of them. <laughs> Wendy Peppercorn, <laughs> oiling and oiling, <laughs> and then yeah, Smalls, all those guys. Killing me, Smalls. And then Killing it's me. then it's a picture of BYU football, BYU football guys dressed as those guys now at Miller Park. Hilarious. <laughs> It, it, this it is, is so great. good. Mitch Matthews is Benny the Jet. Awesome. Jordan Leslie's in there. Riker Matthews. Nick Kurtz. Oh my gosh. This that, at that BYU is, Sports Station. Awesome. Check that out. It is so funny. That tweet is awesome. Wow.
Oiling and oiling. <laughs> I love that movie. Oh my gosh! I, I went to I went to a game uh, last year in Salt Lake where it was Sandlot night, and they had a couple of the guys there. Oh, really? From the movie. Cool. Yeah, it was sweet, cool. dude. Is I, there that, a better baseball movie? Than there's the not, man. That's and maybe Angels in the Outfield. Outfield, maybe. No. Maybe. maybe. I said maybe. No, it's said, not as good said, as the Sandlot, man. That, that movie, man, I will show to my son so and good. my son's son, sons, and his sons and his daughter. He has one. If they have one. I don't know where I'm at right there. Grandpa, great-grandpa. We'll be back in a minute. <laughs> BYU Sports Nation is presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around, Brian. Let's do it. It's time real for talk. the Cougar Whip Around. Men's basketball. No, not real talk. The Whip Around. <laughs> Exhibition season begins tomorrow for the BYU men's basketball team as they face the Colorado School of Mines. The Ore Diggers are in town tomorrow night, 9 Eastern time, live on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Women's basketball. Women's hoops team also has an exhibition tomorrow. Three Mountain, five Eastern time against Westminster. That's live on the W.TV. Basketball. Women's volleyball. BYU was swept for the first time uh, this whole season last night against Santa Clara. The Cougars still lead the league by a game. They play tomorrow. Soccer. Yeah, my bad. BYU tied (laughs) St. Mary's 1-1 despite 31 shots yesterday. BYU's winning streak is now a 12-game unbeaten streak. Cougars win tomorrow at Pacific. They clinch the WCC title for the third year in a row. And earn an auto bid to the NCAA Women's College Cup. Ties. Only yeah, be, ties stink, only man. Be worn. That still happens in the NFL. That happened with the uh, Panthers and somebody this year. Today's Rise and Shout is brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. I want to give it out to the people who give king-size candy bars or regular-size candy bars. Or Gushers. Those people... No. Those people <laughs> are awesome. If you give out two packs of Gushers, now we're talking. Okay. That's pretty good. I'm going to do three. You're going to do three to do three each packs. kid? Yep, that's only one box. So first two people that come, there's only six. Oh, okay, yeah, first two <laughs> there's people. Only six, there's only six in a, in that, a box. So that makes sense. First two kids in my house gets three packages. I was concerned. Who's the scariest BYU player of all time? Keep those tweets coming using the hashtag BYUSN. Thanks to Bronco Mendenhall, Harvey Unga, and everyone on our crew. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BYU Sports Nation. You want to show that, throw that football? Esther will catch it. The show's on demand on BYUSportsNation.com and BYUSB.org slash BYUSN. I'm never doing that again. We'll see you tomorrow, 2.30 Eastern time for Countdown to Kickoff.